If you've ever felt like you're being stripped down or that things that once held meaning now feel meaningless, or perhaps you feel as if you've lost all sense of purpose, this episode is for you. The dark night of the soul is very real and it can bring you to your knees. But what you have to remember is that it's necessary in order to transition into that next era of your life. This is what we're experiencing and going through as a collective right now. Now, in this episode, I get super real about what I'm experiencing in my current dark night. So tune in and learn what the dark night of the soul really means, why it's necessary how the dark night relates to what's currently happening in our world and how to best navigate your own dark night in order to pave the way for a beautiful and potent transition. This is a really deep episode and it just feels really good to share this with you. So if you dig it, please remember to share it with a friend. And my new book, Potent Leadership, is still coming. If you have yet to do so, please get on the book waitlist at www.rubyframon.com forward slash book waitlist. Or you can text hashtag book launch to 1781-336-0160. By adding your name to the waitlist, you will be amongst the first to get the book as well as get your hands on the bonuses that I'll be offering you, which I will announce soon. Now, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect outside of social media, you can do so by joining my email community, rubyframon.com forward slash connect, or my telegram community called the uprising. This is for truth seekers, rubyframon.com forward slash telegram. Or alternatively, you can join my phone community where you will be texting directly with me. You just have to text TTL, sorry, hashtag TTL to 1781-336-0160. Now, whether you're a loyal thought leader or a brand new listener, please take a moment right now to download two to three episodes of the podcast and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every download, every rating, every review supports me in getting this podcast out to more leaders around the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support with that. And now it is time to learn how to navigate the dark night of the soul. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am coming back at you after taking an unannounced one month break off of everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. And it's funny that I, that I say unannounced because 
we live in this social digital era where we feel as if we have to share everything to the online world, especially if this is how you make a living, especially if this is a community that you've curated. We feel like we have to share everything. And I know that I talk a lot about transparency and authenticity. And yet on the cusp of me taking that break, I literally did not have the energy to record another episode to announce that I'm going to be taking a break starting next week. Like that's where I was at. I hit a wall energetically and spiritually and the old version of myself would have then recorded the episode for the following week just to prepare you all for me being gone because this is how we think in a digital world. And I would have pushed myself to do that and forced myself to do that. And through what I've learned over the past couple of years of really deep integrative work um, with plant medicine and just on my own um, personal evolution is that the force and the push and the shoulds are so toxic to our being. They're so toxic to our energetic makeup, to our spirit. All I knew at that point when I made the decision to take some time off and take some time off without even knowing when I was going to come back into creation mode, all I knew is that I was exhausted I was tired and it wasn't just a physical exhaustion. It was an exhaustion that was felt in the depth of my bones. I was energetically exhausted, spiritually exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And it all just finally caught up with me and I listened. So I took some time off and um, it's been a month and man, has it, I mean, let me start off by saying 2021. Wow. Do you remember all the times last year that I told you, buckle up, fam, things are going to get intense in 2021? Well, we're here. And the intensity is just beginning. Like we are in the warm up phase of what is going to be a super fucking intense year. And so if you've had the start to this year, like I have, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only going to get more intense. So with that being said, yes, I've had, oh, it's been a ride this year. And, and I'll share more about what's been going on in future episodes. But what I really want to focus on is what I realized is kind of the overarching theme of what I've been experiencing this year. Now, you've probably heard the term dark night of the soul. And if you haven't, it's okay. I'm going to share more about that. Because I think it's important for us to understand what that really means. Now, I went through my dark night. I went through my dark night in 2012. And it was hideous. It was fucking terrible. It was, uh, it, it wasn't like my coming to God moment. It, it was all the things and it lasted 
for what felt like forever. And then on the other side of it, my life was so different because I was so different. And kind of like rock bottom, we hear about these things in the personal and spiritual development industries and, and these spaces. You know, you have this rock bottom and then everything in life is great. You go through your dark night and everything in life is great. What people don't talk about is the fact that we can have multiple rock bottoms. We could even hover at rock bottom for a very extended amount of time, which was my life. And we can have more than one dark night. I did not know this, which is why this year at the beginning of this year felt like such a fucking struggle for me. So let me first share with you what was going on in my world. And then I'm going to share with you what it really means to have a dark night of the soul. Cause I think that we don't, it, it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around sometimes and what the difference is between like a rock bottom and a dark night. So last year, so wait, let me start 2019. Um, for those of you who are newer to the podcast, um, I invite you to check the show notes for a few episodes on my journey with plant medicine. But in 2019, uh, and I was deep in a journey with plant medicine, which had started the year before in 2018. And at the end of 2019, I ended up going to the Amazon jungle to sit in a plant medicine dieta with the Shipibo tribe um, in this remote village called Paoyan. And I was there in the jungle for 15 days, dieting ayahuasca and bobansana and noyarao and completely stripped away from any distractions that I could possibly have. You know, our dig my digital devices weren't on the whole time. We didn't really have electricity. Um, I peed in a bucket next to my bed. <laughs> like, we had toilets, but they were on the other side and we didn't always have access to them. Um, it was a very, uh, it was an opportunity for me to strip myself down. And when I came back to Los Angeles, which was like an abrupt awakening, things shifted for me. I definitely dropped more into my feminine. And as someone who has always been a hustler or trained herself to keep herself safe and, and create success through the masculine energy, that was a very different energy for me to embody. I stopped wearing as much makeup. Like I, I, I shifted how I was showing up. I dropped into more of who I was and I started to create more space in my life. And that meant in 2020, creating a business or, or leaning into my business so that it was serving me. And it was, you know, I was running my thought leader collective. I had a few one-on-one -on -one clients and that was it. And I decided, even though I can continue going after more, even though I can continue doing more, I'm going to just embrace what I have right now and nurture the thought leader collective and nurture my one-on-one -on -one clients and just be in this space where I have more space. So 2020, I feel was preparation for this dark night that I find myself in and closer towards the end of the year, usually by October, I'm already, you know, double Virgo minded, super planner, 
mapping out my following year. Like, this is what I've done. This is what I've always done. I have always mapped out my following year. And in fact, I was trained to do this by, by my dad. We did this as a family. We would always map out our next year and come October when I would normally start mapping out my next year and start enrolling for my programs and offers because I like to be fully enrolled for the following year by December, I decided to not run Thought Leader Collective. There was, let me just say this, Spirit was talking to me loud and clear and said, do not run your group programs. Shit is hitting the fan and people are going to need more one-on-one support. What I failed to hear is that I would too. (laughs) But that was enough for me to say, okay, I'm going to put Thought Leader Collective on hold. I'm not going to enroll. Let me just like be with all this stuff, all these messages that are coming through. And my deepest desire towards the end of the year was like, I just want space. I just want space. And so surprise, surprise, I come into 2021 with no plan with no mapped out business, with no strategy, with no group programs. I had enrolled a couple clients by January or three clients by January who all just flowed to me effortlessly. There was no push involved. And it was such, uh, I think it was such a shock to my nervous system because (laughs) with all the uncertainty in the world now, the thing I have control over, my schedule, my finances, my, my business, like this thing that I have control over, I am letting go of control. What the fuck am I doing? How crazy am I to do this? And I definitely hit that breakdown point in January. And the more I leaned into that breakdown and, and resisted the flow and tried to push through it or force something to happen, the more my my physical body was getting hit, Um, you know, back pain, neck pain, getting sick. It was so abrupt and so immediate. Like I remember one day having a full on crying breakdown with Kevin and just being like, oh my God, what am I doing? I didn't plan out this year. How am I going to pay, pay my, my contractors. How am I going to make a living this year? I don't know what's going on. Like, do, can I really lean into you for this much financial support? I've never done this before. Like I had a breakdown and the next day I just physically couldn't move. I got hit with something pretty bad. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm done. And that kept happening. And so I realized really quickly, like, okay, spirit is asking me to just be right now, like chill the fuck out focus on what's on your plate and just be with it. Just be with it. What I knew for certain at that point, because spirit had started speaking to me last year, what I knew for certain was that there is a new way for me to work with my clients that is ready to emerge. That there is a new way for me to operate in this world that doesn't involve force and push so that I can continue to nurture my system and myself in order to serve. So these are things that I knew. And these are things that I held on to as hope, you know, faith, like I have faith that this is leading me somewhere. I know 
is leading me somewhere. What I didn't know was how fucking painful this process was going to be. Because again, I didn't know that this was going to be another dark night. I had no idea. And it felt like things were just being stripped away from me. Like anytime I talked to my team about, okay, let me just bring back TLC. I got hit physically. And so it felt like my group programs were being stripped away. It felt like the old way for me showing up in the digital space, like showing up all the time on all the things, doing all the things, all the talks, whatever, like that was being stripped away because all of a sudden now I have this real genuine soul, deep resistance to wanting to be seen. Like I did not want to be seen. I wanted to fucking cocoon with a million blankets and not be seen. And then my old self will chime in and say, but then how are you going to make money? How are you going to do this? How are you going to, you know, people expect you to show up. And those toxic thoughts kept me kind of wavering back and forth in January between this like new way of, of showing up and, and the old self. And then what I realized was ha- what was, what I realized was happening is that things were being stripped away, but also my identity was being stripped away. The identity that I had created and held on so tightly to the identity around my career and my success and my achievements, because I have achieved a lot in a short amount of time. But what I didn't realize until this year was how much I allowed that to become my identity. And it makes me emotional because our identity isn't the stuff that we achieve externally. And I know this. And yet here I am realizing that I've just done that, that I've been so attached to this identity, unconsciously so, that it was bringing toxicity into my system, spiritually, energetically, emotionally, mentally. And all that shit was catching up. The force, the push, it wasn't working anymore. And even though I had shifted so much into being versus doing, even though I had dropped so much into my feminine that I no longer recognized who I was anymore, there was still room for me to drop even deeper into my feminine. There is still room for me to surrender more, to release more, to be more. And so this year has really just been a process of of letting myself be stripped down. And the identity piece is so hard. You know, it's like I, I today is the first day I have exercised, worked out in five weeks. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I am a fitness fiend. Like it is so important to me. And last year I started training heavily with the world's best trainer. I fucking love him. He's a dear friend of mine, Jesse. And training to me is so much more than just how your body looks. It's it's about how I feel. It's, it's my meditation. It's how I ground. It's how I anchor into my body. It, it's spiritual for me. And I also had set the intention last year in training that I want to look my absolute best by the time I hit 40 and I hit 40 this year. 
So I'm still at the top of my game by the beginning of this year, but then I fall off track and I take five weeks off working out and moving my body period, because what my body actually needed was sleep, a lot of sleep, a shockingly amount, a big amount of sleep. Like I have been sleeping in without an alarm every day, probably like 10 hours a day. It's crazy. But I knew that that's what my body needed. And so I've also, in addition to mourning the identity of who I am with my business, I've been mourning the identity of who I am with my fitness. It's crazy how we create these identities for ourselves. Like my identity was, I am the super fit person who works out all the time and takes care of her body. And I had a, a really strict look at what that had to look like. Like it had to look like waking up early, working out hard. Everything in my life had to look a certain way. And, and this is where I'm going to start to talk more about the dark night. So I've been in a stripping down process, stripping down identities, stripping down layers, stripping down offerings, programs, services, stripping down my business to the bare minimum. I'm only working one-on-one with a handful of clients right now, stripping down just my content production and creation um, so that I'm only creating when I'm truly, truly passionate about creating something. Uh, stripping down my online presence and offline presence so that I'm only showing up when I feel passionate about showing up and stripping it all down while letting myself mourn this previous life that I had built for myself. And this is what the dark night is all about. So it's when everything that once held meaning starts to lose meaning. So for me, to be honest, like the working, the morning workouts didn't feel as meaningful to me anymore. And that was hard because it, it was part of my lifestyle, part of who I was, right? That was like my identity. It's who I am. But what I needed was to sleep in. Mm facets of my business started to lose meaning. Showing up online started to lose meaning. Keeping up with friendships started to lose meaning. My life started to lose meaning. And in the dark night, things that once mattered no longer mattered. And so I noticed that all these things that I unconsciously held tightly onto, like all these things that mattered no longer mattered, like the success, the money, the achievements, the visibility, all the things like none of that shit mattered anymore. And when you start to lose meaning in the things that you once held so much meaning in, and when the things that once mattered no longer mattered, you enter this really dark space where you lose all sense of purpose. And that's where I was. I, I, I lost all sense of purpose and to be incredibly transparent with you, there were weeks where I just did not even want to get out of bed. And that scared the shit out of me because I was scared that I was going back into my depression. And then through 
the allowing through the surrendering instead of resisting what was happening, but really just being with it, really allowing myself to rest, really allowing myself to sleep in, really grounding with nature, really anchoring into myself and, you know, connecting only with the people who really, truly know me and, and not feeling guilty about saying no to everything and everyone else. I became really clear on the fact that I'm going through a transition. This is not depression. It feels like depression, but it's not. This is a a transition. And that's what dark night of the soul is. You have to strip down to nothing. You have to, you start to recalibrate what brings meaning into your life. And so everything that you've built up until this point could very well lose meaning because it's creating space for this next transition. Um, It's a deep, deep process of disintegration. So disintegrating what you thought you knew, the identities that you held on to, um, and then letting go and releasing all of that without trying to integrate anything or be anything or do anything, just allowing it all. Because the more you try to do with it, the more you try to push through it, (laughs) the harder it's going to be. Let me just say that. Now I read something online that really, um, helped me. And I want to share this with you because I cannot word this any better. And it's from Eckhart Tolle. And he says in regards to dark night of the soul, It is a term used to describe what one could call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life, an eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. The inner state in some cases is very close to what is conventionally called depression. Nothing makes sense anymore. There's no purpose to anything. Sometimes it's triggered by some external event, some disaster perhaps, or an external level. The death of someone close to you could trigger it, especially premature death, for example, if your child dies, or you had built up your life and given it meaning, and the meaning that you had given your life, your activities, your achievements, where you are going, what is considered important, and the meaning that you had given your life for some reason collapses. When I read that, I was like, oof all these things that I've placed so much importance onto consciously and unconsciously. Wow. All of this needs to collapse all of it. Now he goes on to say, really what has collapsed then is the whole conceptual framework for your life, the meaning that your mind had given it. So that results in a dark place, but people have gone into that. And then there is the possibility that you emerge out of that into a transformed state of consciousness. Life has meaning again, but it's no longer a conceptual meaning that you can necessarily explain. Quite often, it's from there that people awaken out of their conceptual sense of reality, which has collapsed. They awaken into something deeper, which is no longer based on concepts in your mind, a deeper sense of purpose or connectedness with a greater life that is not dependent on explanations or anything conceptual anymore. It's kind of a rebirth. 
So that's Dark Knight of the Soul. And I've spoken to a handful of people in my close, close inner circle about this. And they've been experiencing something similar. And they've spoken to a handful of people in their inner circles. And those people are experiencing some, something similar, which I find very interesting. What I believe is happening right now is that our collective, our collective as a whole, if we think of our collective as one being, one entity, our collective is going through a dark night of the soul. And this dark night actually started last year in 2020. Yes, 2020 was the year we got to see things more clearly and for some, and for some that's happening this year, um, but it's also a form of a dark night, a collective dark night. Now, remember how I always said last year, buckle up fam, it's going to get like shit's really going to hit the fan in 2021. The way I like to describe it is, you know, in 2020, the volcano erupted, it, it, it fucking erupted. And for many people, the eruption is enough for others. They have to wait for all the ash to settle before they realize something. And so where we're at as a collective is 2021. Isn't this the year that things were supposed to go back to quote unquote normal, right? Well, as I've been saying all along, this is the root awakening for many people. And this is why we are feeling such a dense, dense energy in the collective right now. February is always the most oppressive month of the year for our collective. And we are now in March. And it's, it's a dark time for a lot of people. And as you've seen, things aren't stopping. There, there is no normal for us to go back to. If anything, like, there was no normal to begin with, right? We are in our own collective rebirth, but we have to go through this dark night of the soul first. We are transitioning as a collective into a new era. And we as individuals need to be ready to hold the container for this new era and what's to come. And the new era, if you are interested in hearing my psychic sense on this, is a really great era. But it's going to take a lot of tumultuous fucked up shit for us to get there truly but where we're heading is 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 beautiful it's just going to get really ugly before we get there and this is why your transformation matters each of us as individuals have to take responsibility of our own lives of our own transformation in order for all of us to transition as a collective into this new era so no matter where you're at, I mean, maybe you're listening and you're like, shit, like I'm going through this too. Or maybe you're listening and you're like, I went through this last year. Or maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with everything right now. No matter where you're at right now, just know that where you are is where you're meant to be. And if you are in your dark night or on the cusp of it, to not resist it, 
but to start to allow to let go, to surrender. And of course, I want to leave you with some tangible advice to get through this dark night. If you are one of the people who are going through this and if you have yet to, it might be coming. So here are some tips to support you in navigating this dark night of the soul with, with love and with grace. Um, so one, be willing to change. And I mean, change in all ways. I think it's really easy for us to get really stuck in our ways, to get stuck in how we do things, to get stuck in who we're being and stuck in how we're showing up. So be willing to change in all ways. Two is adapt to fulfill your needs as they stand right now. So like my example, beginning of this year, or just this past month, I was like, fuck, I need to take some time off. I'm not going to announce it. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. I had to adapt to fulfill my needs. I had to adapt my entire schedule. I, I stopped working out. I started sleeping in. I stopped using an alarm. I started doing things to nourish and nurture myself and my needs. Adapt to fulfill your needs as they stand right now, knowing that your needs today are different from your needs yesterday. Tip number three is to embrace solitude. I say that as much to you as I say to me, myself. Um, we can, for some reason, hold a lot of shame in solitude, feeling like there's something wrong with us if we need solitude. But let me tell you, let me assure you, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are craving solitude, then let yourself be in solitude and drop the shame and the guilt around it. Say no to all those invites, say no to all those coffee dates, say no to all those calls and meetings, and just allow yourself to really fully embrace the solitude that your, your spirit truly needs. Tip four is to be in nature as much as possible. You know me in nature. It's that much more important now, today. Because again, with so much uncertainty in the world, we have to pay that reverence to Pachamama for holding us, for being our foundation, which leads us into number five, anchor yourself into Gaia's core. So whether you call her Mother Earth, Pachamama, Madre Tierra, Gaia, anchor yourself into her core. Ground yourself in the grass every day, sit in the grass every day, feel the wind on your face and in your hair, dip your toes in the water, dip in the rivers, really connect to Gaia's core. Number six, and this is something that I've been deeply practicing this year in a totally different way that has actually felt super healing is to reach out for support when you need support but to also use your discernment in regards to who you're reaching out to support. Um, if you're going through something like a dark night, it's going to serve you to reach out to the people who truly, truly know you. And it's okay if it's just one or two people or even just one person. And then to make sure that you're also receiving the support that is being given to you. Number seven is to deepen your integration. So, a lot of us like to just collect lessons as if they're achievements and awards. 
And those life lessons, like we're like, okay, I've integrated this next. Okay. Got this integrated next. And we collect these things. But let me tell you, (laughs) there's always more to integrate always. I had like a seven month break between ayahuasca ceremonies and I'd never gone that long without plant without ayahuasca. Um, I was always sitting within like six to eight weeks, every six to eight weeks. So seven months was a really long time. And I was supposed to go to Peru. And of course, with everything in the world happening and that didn't happen. Um, and I found deeper levels of integration with all these lessons that I had accumulated in my life. And I realized that that break was necessary. And so this is really a call for you to deepen your integration. How can you embody those lessons more fully? Number eight, and this is the hard one, um, is to let yourself be stripped down. So if you feel similar to me, like things are being stripped down, that things are being removed, that you're losing meaning in things, let it happen let it happen and trust that it's leading you into a beautiful and potent transition. Number nine, and this is going to support you with all of this is to strengthen your spiritual practice. And also understand that going back to number two, adapt, you can adapt your spiritual practice. It can look different. It's allowed to look different. In fact, it might need to look different. So strengthen your spiritual practice, whatever that practice is for you. The only rule that I have is it just needs to connect you with your spirit. So whether that's meditation, breath work, journaling, being out in nature, whatever it is, like this is so individual. This is so you, only you can decide what this is going to look like. Number 10 is to be in that space that you call emptiness without trying to fill it. So as you continue to be stripped down, just be in that space. Don't rush to fill it with anything. Just be in it. Allow yourself to expand in that space. And then I know I said there was 10, but there's actually 11. Number 11 is to receive, receive, receive. And what I mean is during this time, spirit's going to be talking to you loud and clear. So to really receive all the messages that are being sent your way to receive all the love that's being sent your way to receive all the support, the guidance that's being sent your way to just open your heart and yourself to receive and open your capacity to receive more. This is going to be crucial. So as we, as a collective are navigating this dark night together, also know that you might be navigating your own version of a dark night, whether it's now, maybe you did it, maybe it's coming, whatever it is like this may happen. This may be happening. And to just love yourself through this process, remove the shoulds from your life, remove the need to drop the performance, drop the identities and just allow space to be created for the transition. Who, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of today's thought leader, where I am challenging you to activate the leader within. Now, if you liked this episode, if you found it to be helpful in any way, please share it with a friend, share it with your audience, share it with your community, share it with someone who might need to hear this today. And then do me a favor, 
and help me get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. And you can do that by downloading a few episodes. I recommend two or three, just downloading two or three episodes and dropping a rating and review on iTunes. Now, if you want to stay in touch, you want to share your insights from this episode, you just want to say what's up, you can do so. All you got to do is text hashtag TTL to 1781-336-0160 to join my phone community. And yes, you will be texting directly with me. The very first text message will be automated, but after that, it will be me. And don't forget, the book is still coming, I promise you. But as you know, I just took another break. So the wait is just, you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer, but I promise it's still coming. So if you have yet to get on the wait list for my upcoming book, Potent Leadership, Get on that now by adding your name to rubyframon.com forward slash book wait list, or you can text hashtag potent leadership to 1781-336-0160 and you'll be added automatically. And everyone on the wait list is going to get first dibs on the book as well as access to some pretty cool bonuses that I am working on right now. And then finally, of course, we can connect on social media. My two favorite places to hang out on social, actually the only two places that I'm really active on social is Instagram and Twitter at I am Ruby, but you can also join my telegram group called the uprising. This is for my fellow truth seekers. Um, go to rubyfremont.com forward slash telegram. Those links and more will be in the show notes. And then of course, make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of today's thought leader. Thank you leaders.